0: And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. It's time to listen to Reese and Dan on the Ankle Pick Pod. Welcome
1: back, Ankle Pickers. Episode 66 of the Ankle Pick Podcast. Ankle Pick Podcast, once again, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network. Thanks to those guys. Malort Jepson's Malort. Thanks to those guys, right off the top. We'll get to PJJ in a little bit, hopefully, because at the moment we do not have our full cast characters, but we've got the usual suspects: DK in the top left, RP in the top right. How are we doing, fellas?
2: Same old, same old, baby. Let's uh, cash some checks and snap some necks.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's cash some tickets and jammy pickets.
2: I guess we should say snatch some next because we're looking to get submissions, not kill people.
0: I said cash some tickets and Jamie Pickett.
2: Oh, I like that too. If you're on Jamie Pickett, then there is no ticket to be cashed. I'll tell you that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. No hold bars right off the top. We have kind of standard operating procedure today. We've got news and notes. Hopefully we'll be joined for PJJ and then we'll get into this week's Vegas Fight Night, Carwood. Vegas Fight Night, 43? 43. 43 seems right. right. Yeah, Kevin Vieira, Misha Tate, Michael Chiesa, Sean Brady at the top of that list. So without further ado, let's jump right into news and notes. Um, I got some fight announcements, not a whole lot of other news. I, I, You know what? I guess shout out to Conor McGregor just for always being in the middle of everything. I can't log on to Twitter these days without seeing him beefing with – Jorge or Dustin or CNN or whatever the case may be. He's got he's got his eggs in many baskets. So props to Connor for always leading the news and notes charge. Um, but I don't think anything specific worth digging into just yet. Non fight announcement: We have the newest, youngest UFC contract holder, and that is Muhammad mukhaev okay uh, and dan do you know who was the youngest ufc contract holder prior to
0: i think i know it was the incorrect zoo yes that's what i was gonna guess And now it's this stud Muhammad Mokayev is, is a beast he's a dagestani by way of great britain um and uh, what it, yeah well yeah so dagestani moved to great britain to train with like oh. uh, i think uh um uh who's it out there wolf slayer i think think he's in in tills camp yeah 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 but um this guy's the real deal it's gonna be a lot of fun to watch great wrestler great style of fight
1: should be fun
2: i I don't know much about him but i'm looking forward to learning more so what what is the
1: official age on this man's 21 born july 30th 2001
2: Wait, twenty-one. I thought, uh, Wright Zoo was, was younger than that when he signed. What about Chase Hooper too? When did Chase Hooper officially sign?
1: Maybe not when he signed. We're talking just. Currently oh, you're just saying
2: like currently on the roster. Okay, okay, okay. I can't confirm or deny it. though that my suspicions were right. Anyways, I could still be like it could be both. I don't, I don't know. But twenty-one seems like a. I feel like even we're we're even talking about how remember what didn't we say Max was fighting when he was twenty? Like he made his UFC debut at twenty holloway uh
0: i yeah i mean I, I, it's definitely it's not gotta be current youngest yeah. debut it is yeah. a anyways <laughs> awesome stuff i mean yeah.
2: and if if he's anything yeah. dagestani by
0: way yeah. of great britain through tiger muay thai this kid's gonna be the real deal
1: let's rip through some fight announcements and we'll go in order here best we can Um, actually we will do slightly out of order just because Augusta Sakai tie to is off this week's card due to visa issues. They are pushing to December 11th. So one less fight this week, but we'll add it still in the calendar year.
2: When did that get pushed through? Cause I was just fooled. Like not that long ago. Like when did this fight get moved?
1: When did it get moved sometime this week? I can check in on the exact Like I'm more
2: wondering, should I have known? I guess we didn't cover it this. Had been, the, yeah, it had to have been yeah. It had to before the spread, right? That the spread. Right. So okay.
1: I'm looking at it right now. It was five days ago.
2: Okay. Yep. Might be. Might be a little sleep at the wheel. It's getting cold out here in All Chicago, right. so I'm starting to hibernate. It's getting
1: cold everywhere. All right. Really? Now let's go in order.
2: Well, I think me and you have different definitions
0: of cold. That's yeah, where I'm not, starting, man. I think you're. I left my sitting, house in
2: a T-shirt still
0: today. It's not. Yeah, it's not quite yeah, cold Yeah. Down thank here, you, Texas. Danny. Get
2: out of here. I It is. I saw my breath when I woke up this morning in my room. Get out of here. All right. Go ahead. <laughs> we, I ran read off in whatever list you to today. Do. Who the fuck runs these? Days?
0: <laughs> That's the better. <laughs> All right. Question. Right. Join a fucking jujitsu gym like a normal person.
2: <laughs> the lyrics, boom. And then we could have Run circles uh, around you. Country, country Club BJJ corner. You you and. Parker could roll
1: CCJJ.
0: pound for pound. Who's the better jujitsu athlete. It's
2: all it's Dan. Every single time I got you, pal. <laughs> all
1: right. 12, four December 4th. We have Brad Tavares out against Roman oh. Delice, but we already have a fill in and wait, it's Roman Delice. I thought he was fighting
0: Brendan Allen. That's the, he buried the lead. Roman Delize is the fill in.
1: Yeah. Wait, wait. Oh, whoops, so, I, I switched him. Or Roman Delizze, Brendan Allen.
0: Which is a great filling.
2: It should wait, be Wait, fun. wait, wait, wait. Roman DeLead says the filling for Brad Tavares, correct? Yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. I'm with you. I thought Brad Tavares was set to fight Brendan Allen. Brendan Allen on Instagram has been saying that he hasn't been able to get a fight, and and everyone's ducking him. And then Brad stepped up because he's obviously a gamer. Where I mean, Brad will fight anybody. Turns out he's out, so it's it's nice to see that Roman stepped up.
0: And this will be fun because, I mean, at least one of the biggest complaints about Roman has been that people don't want to grapple with him and he gets into boring fights by just kind of holding them and Brendan Allen is going to try and grapple Roman and is, and is probably going to try and out grapple Roman for the majority of that 15 minutes and I, I'd love to see it I'd love to see Roman shoot for heel hooks for 15
2: dude I might take Brennan Allen's uh, knee knee home with him that day mm-hmm. we'll see I know you'll probably be on Roman no maybe not I don't know we'll see We're, Brent, we <laughs> like Brennan Allen here in these parts.
1: Also on the 12-4 cards, that's what, three events away. We have Maki Ptolo and Dusko Todorovic. Oh, hmm. that's an
2: interesting one, too. I think Dusko's on a two-fight skid, right? Maybe just a one-fight skid.
0: I don't know. At he's got to keep that hand up is all I I know. And, and he's
2: got to tuck that chin. He keeps it up in the air, honestly, more than almost anyone I, I, on the roster. And Maki
0: will make you pay.
2: Yeah. I've soured on Maki Batolo a little bit, but... after lion that, lion? After that, Impa Kasanga and I fight. True.
1: Also on the 12-4 card, we have Alex Morono and Mickey Gall.
0: Oh, God.
1: That's a fight I don't want to see.
0: Kobe, is there a line-out? Can you... Can, like, I don't want to spoil a future set the spread but we can like if record that's on the main card, right
1: now, i want to hammer i want to hammer it right away that you want morono be on the main card Dan, you mm-hmm. want morono of
2: course
1: yeah, yeah. Okay. let's see i'm pretty certain that won't be on the main card i don't think i might, it might if it's a pay-per-view
2: one. no way if it's a fight night card with what we've been getting lately who, it know. is a fight night yeah. card it's all dope it probably will see see also the main Brad card, Delver,
1: Staziv, jamal hill jimmy croot Manel Cape, Zagasumagulov. I hope it doesn't see the main card.
2: Yo, low-key Jamail Hill, quick-ass turnaround time from that elbow. That was a horrific-looking elbow injury when Paul Craig snapped that motherfucker.
0: Oh, wow, yeah. I Remember, think it was just dislocated,
2: quick. though. I don't know. what. Yeah, I don't know. the. It, I think it was, too. I don't know the – I thought it was broken at the time, but I don't know the extent of that injury. But just, dude. I don't either. As a gamer.
0: I know dislocated um, better than broke.
1: <laughs> I don't mind spoiling this Morono gall line if there's no way this is going to end up on the main card. Um, and if it does, we'll Morono, just, we, we can, yeah, we can figure something out. There's enough good fights on this one. Um, Morono minus 230 as it sits so, right now. Yeah,
0: that's it. And what book is out?
1: Uh, it looks like Five Dimes, yeah. Betway, BetMGM, Bet Caesars. Okay, Vandal. okay, so yeah, I. And get uh, on that, listeners. I'm, I'm going
2: I'm to be
0: hammering that. I mean, Mickey 2, 225 is been MGM. MGM, great.
2: I'm probably going to wait to get closer, but you heard Dan. Dan's a capper for a reason. Follow him on.
0: All
1: right. Moving along here. We have – I guess we're already jumping out back into February now, but Punehele Soriano
0: versus What's Nick Maximov, February 5th. Oh, That's another I... one where I think you jump on Puna Hele this second. Yeah, I was about, about to say out. I like Puna Hele. Nick there looked, as much as I love Nick and Submission Underground. He he's a great jujitsu artist. He looked a little bit lost out there. He
2: looked a lot, he left a lot to be desired that night, for sure. And I and and Puna Hele is a guy who I think is flying a little bit under the radar right now. I don't hear enough about him. Definitely a guy that I... can
0: hurt you quick.
1: Oh yeah, he's got heavy hands. So 271, which is February 19th, we have Mario Batista and Khalid Taha. Fun. Yeah. We I mean, also have Nasrat Haqparast and John
0: Mcdessey Okay. That's a nut one. See, Big step up for Mcdessey
2: Yeah. Well, mcdessey has been around forever, though. It's, it, it's more like, why would they make that fight? I don't feel like it really does anything for either of them.
0: I think it's it's a lot better or not better, but uh I, I think that Dan Hooker matchup was just so much a lot too fast. I, I think I like I like
2: Naz right there too. That didn't age well. He got
0: he got yeah, uh, he got he got worked, yeah.
1: I won't beat around that, Bush. Two more fight announcements. We have three twelve. I guess this one's unconfirmed, but this is probably the most exciting of them. Nagomed Ankalaev and Tiago Santos for March twelfth.
0: Are you sure that's unconfirmed? I'm, I mean, I don't know why. I'm There's been a lot know. of yeah. yeah. That's we had a,
1: Okamoto saying that it's speculated, and we had a date on it, but I don't think it's quite signed.
0: Yo, that's a that's number. Be
1: one,
2: sweet though, that's a number one contender fight right there. Winner because that lightweight's thin as is. I think Yuri goes next. I guess Rakic has been relatively inactive. You know what? Maybe more. You know what? I'm taking my thin comment back, and I'm going to say top heavy instead.
1: Got some names there. And then last fight announcement on the 19th of March. Dan, this one shout out to you. We have Umar Nurmagomedov back in the octagon against
0: Jack Shore.
2: Why is that a shot out end? Well, that Dan, would be a
0: great grappling matchup. No, I
2: know. I mean, I love Jack Shore as much as a neck guy, but I didn't know Dan was a Mr. Umar guy.
0: He's just a Mr. Neckbeard guy.
2: <laughs> now that part's true.
0: <laughs> More so the unknown guys. Reese is right, though. Um- yeah. Umar's got too big of a name. Actually. That's what I was Not. thinking.
2: Yeah, I was thinking of all the guys. Umar's the guy that I think Danny's least on. But now Jack Shore is just an, a... a post-evolution version of Dan, so I could see why there would be some sort of weird <laughs> connection there. <clears throat> I
1: That's I it. it. That's the notes. notes. Well,
2: let me jump in then for two speculative fights here. I heard Usman Leon 2 for the belt is like big-time rumblings happening on that front.
0: I don't and mind that, th- mostly just because like I need those guys to stay active and i don't want to hold vision up but am i sitting here like leon's earned that shot at the belt again no it's just usman's ran through everyone else so like whatever we'll well, do one that, thing but... though about
2: leon is and he has a weirder inactive streak because i feel like he's had fights
0: booked they just always fall through less about a guy yeah, like yeah. Who just went missing you know mm-hmm. um, and i'd be super hypocritical if I was applauding Izzy Adesanya for taking the Yoel fight as just like, a, I want to fight all the oncoming guys, just stay busy. I don't care who deserves this and that. And I took it as, as like a sign of you're badass and I'm dissing this. that just be really
2: hypocritical. To an extent. I mean, I also knew that Izzy knew that he was never going to lose that Yoel fight. So that's a fight you want to take to pad the title defense stats a little bit. Um, and then the other speculative fight, Gilbert Poha Burns sounds like the Hamzat fight is really gaining traction. Um, And that's pretty much, I think it's all but signed at this point. And I won't lie. I know Dan brought up a really good point in the size discrepancy. I mean, Hamzat's a, a tweener between 70 and 85. Burns is a tweener between 55 and 70. But, but. I think that, I think that this is the first time we're gonna see Hamzat look human for a second. You know what I mean? I, I think Burns will humble him a little bit. And let me put it this way: if Hamzat runs through Burns, I mean, like like he did everybody else so far, then at, at that point, I'm I'm pretty much saying that Usman's a goner.
0: I think that we're gonna have a really really good measuring stick uh, for Hamzat. Potentially looking human this weekend when he wrestles Hermanson. Did you see uh, how they looked side or in that face-off? I think it was either last night or this morning. Hamza yeah. looks like he is a full weight class bigger than Hermanson, and and Hermanson is a contender up at middleweight. Right. I Wait, don't know so- how the I don't know how these welter. I don't. First of all, I don't know how Hamza ever makes welterweight ever. He looks yeah, he's giant. Great. He's yeah, a he ginormous man. I'm so scared for a guy like Gilbert who's who was a lightweight stepping in with this guy he looks so big standing next to Jack
2: yeah but I so wait what is what's going down there are you is it a submission on what's happening what is this Hermanson
0: it's a um, it's a freestyle wrestling match in Sweden uh it's bulldog fight night I think um I I think there's like a, a I think they're going to have boxing, Muay Thai, and wrestling all going down one night. A lot of different matchups, but this is the main event. Hamzat versus Jack Hermanson in freestyle wrestling. Is there a way to watch it? I'm not 100% sure. Because I, sure. I think from, from just
2: our our job description, that'll tell a lot. Oh yeah, it, yeah it's yeah, definitely yeah.
0: it's definitely highlights that I'll watch back and, and something that I'll find out, but I'm not sure about live because
2: I think that's one my biggest that's my biggest like reg- not regret like my biggest app why I'm apprehensive on fully committing to the Hamza train is because we haven't he's only been hit once we haven't if seen he, it.
0: he looks nasty and just completely manhandles Ragdoll's Jack or Manson. That line's going to shoot up in the Hamzat side like, against Gilbert.
2: I agree. Yeah, I agree. But it's like even still like Gilbert's just so dangerous off his back. Like Gilbert's At any point. dangerous yeah, dangerous Gilbert will dangerous. Welcome, man. Like, right. Hamzat'll
0: put her on his back and Gilbert'll welcome that. Right. The move. only thing
2: is 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 Hamzat just so big that he'll he can control him from top. It looks be- like he has
0: 30 pounds on her who right. he
2: would have 10 pounds or 20 pounds on. Her <laughs> right. Right. Because let's 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 call I'm a spade Gilbert, a spade. Sure. Gilbert Gilbert isn't going to to eighty five. Gilbert has no shot of going to eighty five. So the fact that Hamzat looks like he could fight Hold a light picture. heavy, it you know, is it is nuts.
0: And and I we don't have videos have yet, it. but this is where I'd be like editors throwing a video or a picture of. <laughs> So this is great podcasting.
2: (laughs) Yeah. So obviously we don't have, no one can see the image, but I would say that Hamza will post on Twitter. Hamza looks about two to two inches taller and probably like 15 pounds heavier, which is just hard to even imagine. We'll see. We'll see. It could look like he just, you know what I mean? He might just be. I don't know. We'll see. A lot of questions to be asked. When, when? Last thing, when does that fight take place? Do you know? It's
0: Sunday. I'm not sure what time. It's in Sweden. So I want to say probably morning in, in here in the U.S. Cool. So with that, we're going to turn it
2: over. We're done with news and notes. We're going to turn it over to PJJ. Parker, your jiu-jitsu class. Talk to us. What did you learn this week? Uh, classes.
3: So uh worked on the Kimura arm lock again a little bit. Essentially, every one of my classes, we always go back and review what we did last week and then add on some new stuff. Um, next week's hook sweep. But this, for what I did uh, this week, it was uh, shrimp escape. And then a lot of guillotine defenses.
2: Mm. So, so dive into the guillotine defense a little bit. What, what was he teaching you to do?
3: Essentially, if a person's trying to do a guillotine on you and they don't have the right form, if they're not, if their body's not tucked in close to, like to the side of you and mm-hmm. you have the ability to like, you take them to the ground. So essentially you're, grabbing, you're making sure they can't get the lock. So you're grabbing their arm and then you're, you're twerking your body in a way that's opposite of the choke. Most people go into the choke, which if you turn a certain way, it just makes it even tighter and it's you're dead. So very good. Um, you're supposed to turn away and then uh, you're essentially collapse them by hitting, like getting them off balance, in the back of their knee, whatever it takes to get them to the ground. And then at that point you, uh, I don't want to get into the full details there, but you essentially will wrap your arm to give yourself space to move your shoulder and then you'll be able to use your back and then pry open the guillotine.
2: Let me ask you a question. Okay. You're on top in someone's full guard and you're in a guillotine. Do you stay in full guard or do you try to get side control? Haven't gotten to that yet. Okay. Standing. Do you have a, do you have a guess?
3: Um, repeat the question
2: one more time. So as the fuck to side control, man. So Danny didn't have any patience. So if someone pulls guard on you, you're, you're, you're in their full guard and they have the guillotine on you. Would you try to sit in full guard and, and, and raise your hips or would you try to advance to side control to prevent yourself from, from getting choked?
3: Um, I mean, between what Danny just jumped the gun there, I yeah, feel like see, it's, yeah, down on, it's yeah, it, cut this it, it whole thing. Side
2: control. And it's very similar to what you were saying where you try to go opposite of the choke. It's like if you would want to relieve the pressure from the the veins in your neck, like right by your throat, so you would try to move to side control so he can't fully get the torque he needs. If you're in full guard, you're in trouble, which, which, is, which is now that you are learning all this stuff, you'll see like – during the Brian Ortega Volkanovsky fight, how tight that motherfucker really was. Um, Wow. It seems like you're advancing quick. What what is this your third week now or fourth week now? Something like that. Uh, Fourth
3: week about my, I do two or three classes, two or three privates a week.
2: Um, Shit.
3: They said it takes about a year to get to your combatives, but because I'm going so frequently, I will have mine in, uh, in under five months in total.
2: New, new, new race. We, we, we've we been joking on the podcast about getting Parker to train and, and become a fighter. He's just going to beat BJ Penn to the fastest black belt in the, in the States. That's what's going to happen. I can already see it coming. And, and for those I who feel don't like know, I'm going to, well, and for those who don't know, belt. for those who don't know, Parker, he's a, he's a big dude. You, you give this guy submission skills and we're looking at a serious 185, er or if we absolutely dehydrate this motherfucker. So I mean, I'm, I I'm
3: 218 right
2: now. I got to cut. Yeah. you. Oh, no, you, you die it. And then we would just throw you in a sauna and lock you in there until you look like a shriveled up prune. But so you know, Parker's MMA career pending, but the jiu jitsu is coming along nicely. It sounds like
3: I, I, I'll say like it's not my intention as of right now, but I, I wouldn't be. Wouldn't be crazy to, to think of. it. Here's the, the thing.
2: Here's the thing. All I'm saying from the peanut gallery is mindset Check. I mean, it, 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 I. You're in there. You're a dog. You know what I mean. You're not. You're not going to get run over. Physique checked, work ethic check, and now you're in the training. I mean, all I'm saying is we're looking at a future undercard guy right now. 50. Oh, my if, if Danny up.
3: didn't, if Danny didn't come up and try to guillotine me on the, the first day of me seeing him, for, in over like however many years because of COVID, this never would have really come about. I was thinking about it, but never really had the gun. And then it wasn't until Danny tried to embarrass me on the pod. That I was like, you know what? Fuck this shit. We're starting this today.
2: <laughs> so Danny created a monster and it sounds like he has a spot as a reserve cornerman. All three of us would be your cornermen.
0: That's what to be the funny was. thing is park is that I think when I went for that single leg, I had my head on the wrong side. The guillotine was open. Mm. Didn't know at the time.
2: Yeah. Now, now I, w- I wouldn't fuck
0: that up again though.
2: Nope. Now Danny would would <laughs> be, be taking a little nap. No, it doesn't
3: matter about like the, about your size as much. Like, yes, it's helpful in certain situations, but like being a smaller guy really does help in terms of your leg locks. We do a lot of leg locks too, which is pretty cool. But like, if you're taller, you got to get deeper in the leg locks. So if you're shorter, it's easier for those things. So while yes, like being strong definitely does help in certain situations. Like it's not necessarily, I mean, you see it in the UFC all the time. It's not necessarily like the winner.
2: Well, I feel like, I feel like when you're looking just at the discipline as a whole, like, flexibility and and length seems to be a big advantage too. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily being big, like, like, like Danny, just how you're, you're small, but you, you're not like, you know, you're not like a a, a place of those chokes standing. Yeah. You're not the thumb people from spy kids. You actually got some length to you. So the thumb thumbs, the thumb thumbs. Yeah. If you're a thumb thumb, you got no jits. but if you're Danny and you're looking like a miniature Kevin Durant,
0: I don't know. Tell that to Joe Rogan. Joe, Joe Rogan is a thumb thumb. (laughs)
2: <laughs> but he also but just he rips has great jits and he has does, phenomenal jits but, but also he, he's 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 known for his his power kicks to those bags that are thunderous
0: and his flexibility so <laughs>
2: that is true whatever he does, he does hot yoga apparently with bert so okay great that that's an all-time pjj segment there uh, and you by yep jepson's Mallard, baby it it Jepson's Malort turned out to be not only great sponsors, but we're we're living the high life over here, getting a nice, mild buzz. Don't get your picks wrong. Parker can keep his physique while still doing JITS because it's just a a low-calorie beverage. Thank you, Jepson's Malort. Okay. Permission to advance from PJJ's corner and move on to this week's fight card?
1: Permission granted.
2: There we go. So... Oh, this week we got Catlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. But for you those, know
0: what? I am excited for this card. I I see a lot of opportunities. I see a lot of good spots. There you go. I see a lot and, of plus numbers.
2: And see, and and for those again, I know we don't have the video up yet. Danny's turned his his video off, and he blames it for internet, but it's really just so I can't see his face when he's lying to me, telling me that this card excites him. I mean, there are betting spots. But Dan, <laughs> but Dan, you're not you're not w- staying up at night on Friday night with the John Anik. One more sleep for this card.
0: I, that's no, awesome. no, it is not a big fight week jitters kind of week. But I am excited. This this seems like a, a, a spot to make a lot of money, and that's what and I do. And
2: we do have four four five women's four four women's fights on this on this twelve. So a third of the fights are women's fights. And so we'll see if Danny's talk or if the dogger pass rule applies. I'm excited to dive into it. Okay. So we'll just start it off. Luana Pinero versus Sam Hughes. Sam Hughes, I feel like, is making a quick turnaround time. I'm not 100% sure. Pinero is minus 410, Sam Hughes plus 330. Wow. That, that, I won't lie, Dan, that's a bigger line than I initially expected.
0: Yeah, it's it's way bigger than it should be. Pinero's good hands. She can submit you, but it's like, she's not very dominant either, and she's not very physically strong. In her last outing, she got that upkick from Random Marcos and put on that Aljamain Sterling acting performance, but no one gave her shit because it wasn't a championship fight. But, like, what a a weird image. And, and, And Sam Hughes, albeit... Is not gonna, I mean, she's five five. She's not gonna like out physical Pinero. Um, but I do think that she's gonna be the stronger, more physical presence in the octagon. I think that she's gonna be the, the dog in the fight. And, and although Pinero is probably the better martial artist skill level wise anywhere this goes, that price is so big. I, I mean, obviously the science says it, but plus 330 on a whatever. A, a, Twenty nine, twenty eight, close, close decision, whatever, to start your night couldn't be better. That sounds tasty. Yeah, and it,
2: it, so it, it. I don't want to get too bogged down, especially on the curtain jerker. But we were talking about it last week. How Yair is value, even though it's still a loser. And I kind of feel like that's how that's what this is. Like I really don't expect Sam Hughes to to win. But that line, I'm not saying it should be even. I'm just saying that line just automatically
0: and presents Pinero's not going to come out there and in the first 30 seconds no, hurt Sam Hughes no, and get her yeah. out of there. It's, it's going to be close. It's going to be there's a There's automatic transition. value. Yeah. Well, I think that both of these women are going to win rounds. I think that that plus 330 or plus 350, whatever it's stops steaming at, is just too much. I, I cannot see myself to put and even in her parlay, to start this.
2: So country club Kobe Parker checked out after PJJ. Do we know if he's coming back?
1: He's planning on it for because,
2: a because this next fight is what I would like to call the pronunciation of the week of all pronunciations of the week. So I'm just gonna turn it over to you then. You're gonna suffer yeah. for Parker's absence. Who's fighting Sean Soriano?
1: Shailan Nordambieka.
2: Honestly probably
0: I think I'm going to go with Kobe having even the better pronunciation than I could. This man took a Sh- year of Chinese.
2: Oh, there you go. Cheyenne Norden. I feel like it's
0: BK though. I, I wouldn't say BK, but Norden that, BK. Like, that, when when he said it, I was like, Oh, he knows how to say words that right. are spelled like that. Chinese style.
2: Not only that, but he had that, he had that grimace smile on. Like, he's like, Oh, this is my wheelhouse. I'm about to make this kid look like a fool. So, regardless how it's pronounced, Sean Soriano minus 275, Norton BK plus
0: 235. This is a weird spot just because I like Sean Soriano. He comes out of San Francisco. It's a gym I love. I hear great things about it. But it seems like he's just never really has it when he get when he gets in the octagon even though he gets all the respect from his training partners and he seems to get out grappled just every time he gets in there and he, the Christos Yagos ran through him just like a knife through butter i don't like that the number's so big yeah i tend to lean toward no- and BK or toward shailan I, I tend to lean shailan here um yeah i mean i think this one though from everything i
2: saw on film is less about it's it's less about any of these two fighters and more just about the line. I, I don't think 275 I I I don't care who he's fighting. I I really think it's hard to give Sean Soriano minus 275 against another pro- professional UFC caliber fighter. You know what I mean? I I just I couldn't lay that. And so I don't necessarily I, – I do think he's going to win. Uh, before I knew the line, I, I was leaning towards Soriano. But at 275, I it will not see my card, I can assure
0: you. I mean, this is his second stint in the UFC. He's never been a favorite. He's never had a win. I don't see how you can explain 275 besides just right? having cool training partners or – Henry Hoofed in your corner.
2: The other thing too is, is on topology right now. His he doesn't have an affiliation. Do you know if he left his gym or if it, it's just no? I, I
0: think it's still Sanford. I think Hoof's going to be think. in his corner. I'm, I'm almost hundred percent positive. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's a good corner though. Uh, our boy, by the way, has a loss to Wrong Zoo in WLF Wars. So I mean, we take those. If you're going to lose to somebody, I'm okay with it being right or Wrong Zoo. Okay, <laughs> not getting bogged down in the second fight, but I think we have a new fan favorite in, in Rongzhu. Okay. Now, here is an, an early one, a- and Parker, again, is missing his gig, so I'm turning it back over to Country Club. Sound the horn. <laughs> Cody Durden versus Quilang Iori is our ankle lock. We're taking Cody dirt in here and I don't want to give you the same explanation twice. So I'm turning over to Dan for a reasoning behind this week's ankle lock. And Dan, before
1: you break it down, Kobe, current ankle lock record is 26 up 12 down 26
2: and 12. And I'm going to scoam through the numbers, here in a little bit and get you guys a total profitability on that with units of a hundred dollars so you know that you know if it goes in the red we'll tell you if it continues to truck in the positive we'll tell you so if you get one thing out of this podcast hopefully the ankle lock helps you but 26 and 12 speaks for itself cody durden is is looking to advance us to 27 and 12 danny break it down
0: yeah, I like Dirty Durden here. He's a great wrestler, decent submission artist. Obviously, that flick flying triangle doesn't look great, but it was a fluke. I mean, Durden was honestly piecing him up until that happened, and flying triangle. How like that doesn't happen? Like, I mean, the mighty Whiz bar is maybe the crazier submission to just set up or throw out there. But um, I do think Quilling is going to be the better striker, but I don't think by much. Uh, I I I just. I think Durden's going to be able to keep it close on the feet. And then when he goes in the wrestling well, or he will be able to dip in the wrestling well when necessary and steal rounds and just and take this either two to one, 29, 28, or, or win all three, but. Also I like a though, I do agree. It's
2: almost certain to go to a decision, but, but. If it were to finish at down at flyweight, I also feel like Durden is more capable of getting the finish. I know he primarily is a wrestler, but from what I saw in not only the split decision, which I actually wrote the, the draw, which I actually had him as a big dog against Chris Gutierrez, but I, I think that if he's, he, he showed some power. In that fight as well, so I feel like if I had to lean, someone getting a finish, I really do think it's going to decision. But I also give the nod to Durden, which made me feel that much more comfortable in backing him. Here is the ankle lock. Okay, a fight that we discussed on set the spread. I think we did the line because I offered Danny a ultimatum for the fir- on the first ever for the first time ever on set the spread. But Terence McKinney is fighting Vares Ver- Zaim. And this one's interesting for a lot of ways. This one for me is one of my more excited fights in the card. Zaim minus 122, Terrence McKinney plus 102. A lot of value be, to be had regardless of what side you pick here, Dan. Where are you?
0: I'm on the side of the dog. Uh, Ziam has looked great at times, but he's looked terrible at times. And that loss to Don Madge is just such a major red flag on his record. On the other yeah. side, McKinney steamrolled Matt Pervola in his debut, and he clearly has the power advantage. But uh, if he has the wrestling credentials that he claims to have, I know uh, Chiesa was his high school wrestling coach. I think he's going to be well-rounded and powerful enough to just overcome the higher pace that and, and output that Zayam is going to put on it, albeit with less uh, stink behind each punch.
2: Yeah, so I – when I did taping on this one in particular, I had to go all the way back. I mean, it's not that all the way back, but to, to 2019 because in the UFC, not including his contender series, we only have seven seconds of film on him with the quick KO victory of Matt frivola So I went back, looked at his contender series, also managed to find the tape on him fighting Derek Minner. It did not last long, was not worth the effort trying to find. He got caught there in a submission. I mean, Derek Minner's a guy who's, Caught a lot of UFC talent and submissions on his run. I think he's improved a lot. And I really say the word think because I only have seven seconds of proof. I mean, his LFA stuff didn't show me what he's doing against UFC caliber fighters. So I think, but like you said, not only the Don Mage fight is just not only is it hard to watch, but it, it did, it did not age well at all, but his both of his next two fights against Malarkey and Vendermini, he left a lot to be desired. He shows glimpses of being talented and that he belongs. But, you know, I, I'm not totally sold here. And I'm actually a little bit surprised that McKinney's not the favorite, to be completely honest. I really thought he was going to be slight, albeit slight. I, I thought he was going to be. So I'll, I'll take him at the dog price. If I like him at 130, I love him at 105, right? I mean, that's yeah, how you I'm there with you. At it. Yeah, so McKinney probably will see my card. It's not official. The only bets I have officially placed that we've gone over so far is the the Cody Durden, and I'll continue to announce as we go. Because here's another one that I actually have placed, and my opinion has changed since since set the spread, so I don't know if that gives anything away, but your girl Luma, Luke Boomi is fighting Lupita Gadinez. Lupi is back for her... I think she was extending that record of three fights in 45 days or something crazy like that. Minus 65 for Lupi Gadinez. Luma is plus 145. And Dan, on set the spread, I thought Luma would either be the favorite or, or very slight dog. This line's higher than I thought. I will not lie. But, 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 Throughout my week of, of research, I've come around. I actually do think I I like Loopy here, and I have a, a unit place currently at uh, 150. It's gone up to 165, so I'm feeling good.
0: We were like two ships in the night. I, oh, I think no. I was a little higher on Loopy, and I've, I've come around to my girl Loma, and maybe that's the Homer and me talking. but um... We
2: talked two hours ago. We would have crossed, Pat. We're, we're, we just crossed like two <laughs> ships in the night. I'm still hot.
0: Yeah, we're all hot. But uh is, I mean, she likes to scrap, as we can see. I mean, she's gonna fight three times in 43 days. Um, but that worries me for a couple of reasons. One is is that it just makes me think that she's fighting because she needs the paycheck and, and maybe her body's not healing or whatnot. Two, I, I don't think that she knows what's coming in Loma. I I think that what we saw in that Luana Carolina fight is that when Lupi had her takedown stuff and got hit to the body, she started to gas and really and, and, and really looked like she needed that full camp. And what does Loma like to do? She likes to rush you, put you on the fence, and knee you in the body.
2: Yeah, a lot of elbows too. Are you worried about the size though? I mean, we've talked about Luma a being little a little bit. See, and that's as really- always.
0: As always, I'm worried about the size with Loma, but she's Fighting it at flyweight well, and and I do think that she's skilled enough to beat these girls that are slightly bigger than her. I, it, I, as Parker said, a lot of times being the shorter and smaller fighter, especially up against the cage in a Muay Thai setting, you can get your head under their chin and, and really, really frustrate people. It, it can be your advantage.
2: Yeah. See, I... My one of my main reasons reasonings for, for crossing to the dark side was the size. It's a lot more apparent on tape than it is when you just look at their credentials on their tapology. There, there's gonna be a, a pretty decent size advantage. I'll be very interested to see what they look like come way in slash face offs. Okay. Natan <laughs> Levy
0: versus Hafa Garcia. And I don't know what this guy's nickname is. Let's but talk turkey. He he's got a kung fu background. If his nickname is not the kung fu Jew, then, then yeah, we've that, got like we got a problems. Problem. That's yeah. a yeah. branding it, issues. Happened. Yeah. But
2: Hafa Garcia is minus 125 here. Natan Levy plus 105. And Natan Levy's only footage that's really salvageable is that of the contender series. Went three rounds before wrapping up a submission. Hoffa Garcia is I mean, it's, it's Hoffa Garcia. I mean, he lost to Chris Gritzmacher. I mean, I. he looks so terrible in that. Horrendous. I, that's why I'm a little bit shocked that he is, in fact, the favorite here. That This was one of those lines that I starred, and I was like, look, I don't know shit about Natan Levy on the other side. I just know what Hoffa Garcia brings,
0: you know? Well, it's one of those things of you've been a fan of this sport for how long? How many, count around. them all, kung fu-style fighters can you name? Man, very few. Because it might be just Nathan Levy. He's a super flashy striker, um, but he has so many holes. And, and, and both of these guys are just guys that I cannot see myself seriously backing with my hard-earned money. There are just too many problems, too many paths to, to losing, not even paths to victory. That's what we usually talk about. There's too many paths where these guys can just blow it, and I don't like either side.
2: Is Alex, does Al Caceres consider himself Kung Fu? Um
0: I'm or not sure. does Song I think he's Kung, karate?
2: Does Song the Kung Fu monkey Yadong consider himself Kung Fu?
0: I thought he was more boxing and wrestling. I
2: thought so too, but his nickname's the Kung Fu Monkey.
0: Okay. But yeah, no, regardless.
2: It, it's, there might be two people on the roster, and Natan Levy is one of them. So I, I agree with you. But does that add an element of you're going to have a tough time finding a training partner to replicate what this guy's going to bring.
0: Definitely. And, you know, and I mean, his that, flashiness. It, 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 it's all interesting and it's, it's hard to deal with. It's just.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on the, not putting your hard earned money on this, but at the same time, it's like, bro, Hoffa Garcia's on the other side. Like give me a shot after that Gritzmacher performance. It was bad. It was ugly. I, when I taped, I would skip through every 10 seconds. Cause I was like, this is just abysmal. And that's saying a lot because I really like Mm -hmm. fights. Okay, last prelim fight, and it's a good one. Tucker Lutz versus Pat Sabatini. Pat Sabatini sabotaged me last time out. I think this was my first Malort bet loss, the Jamal Emmers. Probably. I think so, where where he, he was winning. I mean, not just winning, dominating, and then got caught in that knee bar and just snapped. Um, or heel hook. It was a heel hook. But either way, the the dude's fucking leg got destroyed. And that that is Pat Sabantini against Jamal Emerson. And then Tucker Lutz on the other side. I mean, we haven't seen much of him other than his his stints on the contender series and then a, a Kevin Aguilar who was on his way out. So that's why this one, again, it might be tough to find a spot for your hard-earned money. But Pat Sabantini's minus 132. Tucker Lutz plus 112.
0: Yeah, Sabatini is just a phenomenal grappler. He's a guy I love to watch fight. But as we saw in that Emers, as you mentioned, I mean Emers was he was out against Emers, and Emers was in mount. Uh, there are huge holes in those striking fundamentals. Lots is super well rounded. He's going to be slightly bigger with a reach advantage, having fought at lightweight, so the size is going to come into play in this one as well. Uh, yeah, like like you said, Reese. I I maybe like Sabatini by sub. We've we've seen that he can be out on his back and still kind of grab a heel and but I don't know about this I think that it's a tough place to lay
2: yeah it and it I think this is going to be one of those where I just encourage you to enjoy the fight don't force anything and and this will really to me if, if Sabatini comes and rip something else off maybe a Sabatini by sub I then put him in in a category of this is a guy to watch type thing um because I, I hold a lot of respect when I talk about Jamal Emmer's a guy who went to who had a tough split decision loss
0: to to Giga. Who look how that aged. So no, I do place Pat in a in a, a guy to watch category. I, I love right. that Daniel Gracie Philly right. Gracie Academy. I'm, I'm going to mention it a ton with that Sean Brady coming up. But
2: right, and and if he just if he makes this one look easy, or if he if he has good moments in this one and and takes a limb home with him, it might catapult him into that mm-hmm. next tier. Okay. Main card time. And this main card is really where you start to to pick up the slack a little bit. The co-main I'm excited before. And then this, this main card curtain jerker, if you will, is another one I'm really excited for.
1: 5 p.m. David, Central. Oh,
2: God. I hate how early it is, man. I, I'm actually going to write a strongly, strongly worded email with no misspellings. Saying that we need to bump it back two hours. I mean, the fact that people can ask me to go out on Saturday night and I no longer have an excuse is a problem. It is a problem, and it needs to be addressed. Hopefully, there's late. Is there a late night Bellator? No, there's not. I'm fucked. Basically, I'm going out to the bars on Saturday. I don't want any part of it. Adrian Yanez versus Davey Grant at one thirty-five. Curtain jerker on the main card. and Adrian Yanez is minus a whopping three ten. Davy Grant plus two fifty five. The last time Davy Grant was plus two fifty five, Jonathan Martinez took a quick nap in the middle of the ring. Danny, I disagree with you here respectfully, of course. and and I just lean on the Davy Grant's a veteran of the sport. Davy Grant is is talented and has really turned a corner since his return. Davy Grant bested Jonathan Martinez. I like Davey Grant plus 235. Tell me why Adrian Yanez is worth the 300 or why you feel like this is a spot you can play, even if it's just a parlay ad because Adrian Yanez to me went from the contender series has all these flash knockouts feel like you're paying a premium.
0: Yeah. Like you said, lots of hype coming in on Yanez and his knockout ability and that Randy Costa knockout uh, and Davy Grant just ended Jonathan Martinez. So we've seen this before. Um, In that fight, Jonathan Martinez was a little apprehensive and got caught by an unorthodox striking style of Davy Grant. Yanez has been flown in to help Aljo train for Piotr Jan. I don't think that a guy in Adrian Yanez, who is getting his main sparring rounds in, critical minutes, with a guy who is as capable and as unorthodox and as well-rounded as Aljo is going to be caught off guard by anything Davey Grant has to show him. I think that he's going to be the more poised fighter in there, which is going to shock a lot of people. Like you said, we haven't seen a lot of him since those LFA days. Just a couple of flash knockouts, but I think that he's putting in a lot of work with a lot of good coaches and a lot of good training partners at that Bantamweight division.
2: Okay. Okay. See, and- I see what you're saying. And for me, it's it's what I taped was okay, this guy's got freakish power for 35. That I won't, that I won't even pretend to beat around and the speed like, and, and but like I really want to see him against somebody that's not Gustavo Lopez, that's not Victor Rodriguez. You know what I mean? Like even Randy Costa, look, Randy Costa is capable of flash knockouts. Randy Costa is a, a, a more than capable striker. If you watch that fight back and you look me dead in the eyes and tell me that Randy Costa just didn't want any more and kind of folded. If you tell me he didn't, I, I would call you. But a did liar. Randy
0: Costa have any kind of moments of building momentum? Uh, I would not really No, His not spirit really, went no. away because it was getting beat out of him. And yeah. Davey Grant's going to stand there and box with Yanez. It's not like he's going to throw him something weird or it, it's going to be it's gonna be. Can I stop? I just.
2: IP? I just think that this could be one of those blemishes on Yanez's record. Where I mean, he's twenty-seven years old. When he's thirty-one, you look back and you go, "Oh, he lost to Davy Grant. He's been on a tear since then. Good learning experience. You know what I mean? I mean, seventy-five-seven, seventy-inch reach. That's a long reach, and that is Yanez. So he's 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 got the reach on Grant.
0: It, it, I, I could see Grant that. had a lot of problems yeah. with Cheeto Vera's reach. And I think he that did. That... has a lot as a speed advantage even on Cheeto. I think Inez has really quick hands. And the boxing to be flown in to replicate Piotr Jan's boxing by the Sara Longo camp. It I mean it says it right there. I don't have to.
2: No, you're right. It's just 300,
0: 300 plus, 310. It's hard to play straight, but I'm, I'm really comfortable with this fight. I don't see Davy Grant catching lightning in a bottle and then stopping it as his hype.
2: Well, there you go. So stay tuned.
0: It's definitely at ankle pick Pod
2: on Twitter for the dank wagers official plays because I would love to see if Giannis makes the cut, not just a, in a parlay, but also straight. Okay. I'm up. When did you get back? I been. What do you mean? I've been waiting the last fucking seven minutes. Oh, I have my topology page up. I didn't even see your back, but I needed you to do a pronunciation of the week, and you went missing, so you're still you're still subject to it. So pull up topology before we get to props, and you need to tell me who is fighting Sean Soriano.
0: Yeah, we didn't get our satisfaction because Kobe was way too good from his year under Lao Sha. Yeah. year of tutelage. Fighting who?
2: Who's fighting Sean Soriano in the second fight of the night? Sha.
3: <sighs>
2: Yilin. Shailene, yeah. And then what's the last name? that's his name. His first name is Shil- Shailene. What's his last oh, that's
3: name? That's all I see on fucking just Google. I didn't actually you a typology to save some time, but.
2: Oh, well, now look at whoever this.
3: Whoever operates Google
0: was just like, fuck it, I can't spell right. his last name.
2: Right. And, 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 and as Frank Reynolds would say, oh, dead air. <laughs> <laughs> Umordin We were going with Norden Bike. Kobe, what did you say? You had a different flair on that ending.
1: Norden Biakah.
2: That's how it, that's uh we'll we'll find out. Yeah, he and Okay, and then the other thing too is you owe our listeners the sound for the ink lock. We did Cody Durden but it's already been announced. We just need the sound. Yeah, just make
0: a sound, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right now you're all right, to now Davey you're props. props.
3: welcome uh, back davy so, grant adrian
2: yanez i'm feeling money hungry this week
3: i, I would normally i would have went manja manja yanez just by tko minus 110 but fuck that noise give him to me by submission plus
0: 1100 oh some club and sub action okay okay
1: for reference parker's props plus 2.35 units last week yeah Song yes. dong inside the distance and Holloway decision.
2: Big, big plug, big plug. Parker, are you going big money the entire card or is this what kind of like a, a cat in the hat type thing?
3: Cat in the hat. Let's go with that for now.
2: Love it. All right. Joanne Wood, also known as Joanne Colderwood versus Talia Santos. I gave my little spiel. We'll see if the producer cuts it. Long and the short of it, I mentioned that Talia Santos has been on somewhat of a run, but not that impressive of one due to talent because of this line you're about to hear. Talia Santos against Joanne Calderwood, Joanne Wood is minus three fifty. Joanne Wood plus two ninety on the other side. Which
0: I still think should be a better striker with her muay Thai, but not by enough to make her minus three fifty. If 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 two years ago you're dropping
2: fights to Mara Mara Barella. And then you're expecting to beat Joanne Wood, who was two multiple times, look almost one fight away from the title shot. I mean, I don't, it's not like I think Joanne Calderwood is washed. I mean, I know she's 35 and I know she was on that Rose tough season. I know she's had some battles, but like she's very talented still in her own right. I think that I don't think this is going to be some easy 350 stepping stone that Vegas seems to think it is.
0: Absolutely not. She has good boxing, good output. And I think she won that, Lauren Murphy. I mean, I know I talk about it all the time, how I think Lauren Murphy gets all these split or crazy lucky split decisions, but this is one of them. And Joanne Calderwood is a tough cookie. She's going to hit you, and she's not afraid to be hit. I think there's a great value on her, and the science says it too.
2: The one other thing I want to mention, open, Talia Santos minus 180. Joanne Calderwood plus 155. So Vegas is seeing the story very – more similar to the to us as opposed to the public who's who's betted all the way up to 380 350 range across a lot of the sites we use so I don't know man I'm not sold we'll see I don't know if Talia Santos is gonna come in here and actually finish Jojo or something crazy but I I just I I will be on the 260 and that's that's all I have to say about that for sure Parker
3: um, give me a Talia Santos TKO plus 600.
2: So, Parker, listened to what we said and followed yeah. it up with a fuck you. Okay. Talia Santos by KOTK, Would you say? Yes, I did. So the exact opposite of what I predicted. Nice. Nice. Good stuff. Plus 600. Love it. Love it. Kobe, what's Joanne Calderwood by decision?
3: Um, is plus 420.
2: All right. How about this? If you get yours right, I'll take six shots in my Lord. If I get mine right, you take four and a half shots in my Lord or five.
1: Sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually to get someone
2: fucked up <laughs> it's only hit though if, if neither of us are right no dice but if you get a talia santos tko or i get a jojo wood by
1: decision then
2: you're you're taking six shots and taking four and a half
1: yeah okay. that's, the true the, that's the price that's actually reese is going to take six and a half because he already owes two
2: well, I'm, I'm doing those two tonight before we sign off Cause I'm looking to get a little bit frothy and you know what? Since they sponsored us, the, the lick, the liqueur has never gotten so sweet. I I thought I was like, eh. you know what? The second they, they, they hit us with the sponsorship and I, and I got my little, I love Jepson's t-shirt. I am all in on my Lord. It's, it's that same palate. energy. <laughs> the palate cleanser, baby. Let's get it. Okay. Main card fight. So, so Kobe country club, drop that down in the books. So that doesn't get brushed over. All right, I'm just making sure because you've been sketchy at best. Let me put it this way. If you were an intern, you're not getting the full full-time job. <laughs> Honey Yaya versus Kung Ho Kong, And this is one that I think I stole a point from, Dan, on set the spread. I don't know, Dan, if your opinions changed on it at all. I think you were leaning Yoni ah a little more than the line suggested, but it's it's dead even. 115 for for Kang, 105
0: for Yaya. Not a whole lot of change on my end. Yaya's just a next-level grappler. Tons of great experience. No real red flag losses. It really looks like you kind of have to be elite to run through him, and I don't think Ho Kang is elite. Kang should have the advantage on the feet, but um, I, I don't think it's enough to really hurt Hani. and, and I think that Hani is going to sell out for the sub. And that's the only thing that really worries me is him selling out for the sub, not getting it and uh, gassing out really in the third. But I think that honey has too much experience to do it. That constrictor team has been on a run and losses to Joe Soto, Ricky Simone. And that, I mean, those don't worry me at all.
2: Honestly, too, just the, Fact that if if Yaya really commits to a sub, you might see him lose the decision too if you see him just working from the bottom the entire time, which you always have to take into account when you're looking to ride someone whose primary focus is to, to take that sub. Parker, where's your head at?
3: Give me Yaya sub.
0: Poha. Poha
3: at 315 clip.
2: Sorry. I was waiting for him to say KO TKO at plus 2,500 or whatever it would be. <laughs> I'm taking an eye TKO, TKO plus a million.
3: A guy who has zero TKOs, I'm just not very confident in it right
1: now.
2: He also looks like a guy that, like, if you were at a bar or something, like, you'd be like, I'm picking a fight with that dude. Out of everyone, I, I want that guy. Like, you would go over your way. You would you'd pass over the the 15-year-old who just hit puberty just to fight. Honey, aya. Like, you'd be like, I want that guy.
3: And be absolutely fucking demolished.
2: Oh yeah, you'd lose multiple limbs, but that's he, not. He'd even be hard. on your
0: back like a backpack in less than a second.
2: You know you're fucked when you get into a bar fight and the guy instantly pulls guard. You're like, oh, I'm about to die. I, <laughs> it doesn't matter what's gonna happen here. There's no, there's no <clears> fight to be <throat> had here. I'm, if if I'm about to fight a guy over a bar dispute and the first thing he does is gets pulls guard on me, I'm that's it. I I just will give him my arm. Okay. Now we're getting into some some real chatter here. Sean Brady, 14 and 0 Sean Brady, a guy that if you're a regular listener, you know quite a bit about. We we are big fans of his on the program. Fighting Michael Chiesa, another guy who we seemingly like a good amount and and, and has a, a decent name. You see him in commercials, and, and we talked a lot about this on Set the Spread. Sean Brady is minus, yes, 15 over eight, minus 160 at the current ticket price, 140 on the other side for Michael Chiesa, who was a a win away, a win from Vicente Luque away about really projectiling himself into that title
0: conversation. So this is. And he was on Vicente Luque's back in the first round. He almost finished that. I know. Ways. I,
2: I thought he was going to too, and then Luke just pulled something out of the bag. Yeah, Caso looked great in the first minute and a half before all of a sudden he didn't. But so you got a guy like Kesa, who's who's one fight away from being a number one contender type fight versus a guy who's who's looking to get there and looking to get there fast and Sean Brady who's dominant all over. And you mentioned his camp. You meant we've mentioned him time and time again about being someone to to, to worry about finally sees a number next to his name at plus at, or at, at 15 and he's going he's looking to fight number eight k and he's minus 160 which i know caught both you and kobe by surprise on set the spread dan have you come around at all or are you still leaning case at the value i mean there's a lot of questions to ask about this co event
0: i've come around a little but i'm still i'm still really worried like i said i mean like i said on set the spread the thing about kiesa that makes you not really ever want to back him As he seems like a guy who can dominate and can dominate for as much as he wants. And then always just make some kind of mistake that is really detrimental and off ends up costing him like the entire fight. Like we saw it said in the Luke a fight and um, he, he did the same in, what was it? The Anthony Pettis fight that he got subbed in the Kevin Lee fight. And those are bad losses when you really look back at it. Um I, I I wanna go Sean Brady, but he hasn't even looked that dominant. I mean, Court McGee had his moments against him, and that's not a name. Not that I really, wanna... though.
2: Like, like, not really though. I mean, I would count those moments. I just watched the Court McGee fight. He did look better than than he should have, for sure. And it, it was what now, two years ago now, but I mean Chiesa
0: throws Court McGee on his head and subs him within 30 seconds.
2: Yeah, but what about like Jake Matthews, he looked. You, you got to see the improvements. I mean, Sean sure, Brady, sure. twenty eight, made a and, and the Court McGee, honestly, a lot of his moments. When I watched back, I chalked up to like, oh, that's just an experience move right there. You know what I mean? That's an experience moment right there. Where against Jake Matthews, he looked a lot cleaner and, and ended up ripping that sub. But I agree with you. I think, I don't know, man. I I I still like Brady. Uh, the price scares me a little bit. I know I was under the one sixty. But I don't know if I'm if I'm missing something here
0: with, ultimately with where ultimately where I came, I came around. I'm not gonna be betting Chiesa. I, I do think that the line is pretty fair. Uh it, it's with the RDA win. It, that scared me initially, and the size difference, like you said, is it Sean Brady is not RDA size. Chiesa right. will not have the same size advantage against him and and I don't see Chieza out striking Sean or being able to just wrestle through his jujitsu. That heads Gracie camp is is really great at position over submission and and not selling out from the bottom and, and getting those top moments, those sweeps and really just making them pay from ground and pound more so than anything else.
2: The other thing too, I just want to add quick about Sean Brady is he's one, he's very similar to a lot of the high level prospects that we talk about here in the fact that we have so much anticipation for him. We have so much, I mean, we have these expectations that are through the roof and it's hard to gauge how good he is against uh Christian Aguilera. You know what I mean? Like you got a guillotine choke in the second round, but like, it's hard to gauge. And, and I think Jake Matthews was the first test that, that started to get a legit name. But when you look at the step up from Jake Matthews, to Michael Chiesa, I think it's going to be evident. And so I think even just putting a pause on the betting side for a second, I think that this fight is going to be very telling of where Sean Brady goes from here. Cause if he looks like a fish out of water at 28, I don't know if he's going to be able to climb the ranks at 70 because 70 is so stacked with people like Chiesa and then more talented than Chiesa in the grappling aspect. Definitely. But if, but if he looks like he can hang in there, even if he loses, but he it is a split decision or very close, I think it's a great learning experience for the 28-year-old. So I think no matter what, this fight's a win for him, unless he just gets absolutely dusted. I think the actual outcome might surprise us. I think that Sean Brady's going to edge out a, a 30-27 kind of dominant
0: decision. Wow, that that would surprise me a little bit, but...
2: That's for, um, that's just what I've been gauging. And I and the gas take might be a worry and, and I don't know what the over-under is looking like, but I just feel like Sean Brady's gonna
0: On paper he should have an answer for everything that Chiesa is going on, to try and, and do.
2: And I'm glad you said it on, on paper. Yeah. On paper it, he It's like you crazy. said, it's just
0: it's a big step up. It's going to be interesting if he's a fish out of water or if he has all the answers.
2: But regardless, or takes aside, very fun fight. Definitely. Very, very fun fight. Yeah. This is one I wish that, it was five rounds. Oh me, dude. Don't you ever? But I I that would really poise the gas tank questions for Sean Brady. Because then what you do is you do this. Now I know this I'm really not going to spend time on this because it's a hypothetical, but Sean Brady wins first round, Sean Brady wins second round, live back chiesa, chiesa wins three, four, five. You cash a plus 700 ticket. That's what you want. For real. All right, Parker. Sean Brady, Michael Case, I don't know if we swayed you at all. Where's your brain? I, I've
3: been back and forth also hearing about uh, Gracie. I feel like I can't go against that personally. Boom. However, I really want to but I'm going to go either fighter wins by split or majority decision plus 500.
2: Oh, I like that. Wow. <laughs> plus 500 seems a little cheap for that because it's crazy,
0: but I like that.
2: Also, man, I'm not going to say it. I'm not Just allowed to betting say betting
0: on a shit, Judge. Adelaide Bird, pray for her.
2: Yeah, she's on this. You're you you're a your winner.
0: Let's get to the main event here today.
2: It's the one that I think I underintroduced when time to break down this card, but I don't know. Maybe it'll surprise us. Misha Tate. And for those who have been under a rock for a little bit, yes, I'm I'm serious. Misha Tate making a return after motherhood. This is her second fight after beating up a a 95-year-old Marion Hano is fighting Ketlin Vieira, who's looking to really make a name for herself. This would be a big catapult for her as far as name values goes in her UFC career. Five-round main event and the line, and and Dan's going to get heated about this one, so I'm going to rip it off like a band-aid. The line is Misha Tate minus 105, Ketlin Vieira minus 115.
0: So does that make Misha technically the dog?
2: (laughs) Technically, I I will allow it, but Somehow they're both favored. You're paying I, juice I mean, regardless.
0: this point, with her technically the dog, I'm not as frustrated. But Vieira should be a bigger favorite having been an actual active fighter, but she's not. The science says Misha Tate, this isn't a fight where I'm going to be laying any kind of juice, so let me try and explain the science. Um, despite taking two years off from the sport and maybe the sport passing her by, She does have more experience. She's got the championship pedigree. I really think she didn't look good at all against Marion Hinoe, and Marion Hinoe should have retired like three or four years ago, so take out with a grain of salt. But she's been there before. She's done it before, and she's done it against women who are way more dangerous than Ketlin. That's the explanation that you can live with if you're going to be backing Misha Tate. I will not be betting this fight.
2: Yeah, there's, there's no way. If you find me, Dan, on this b- with my hard-earned cash, then someone needs to breathalyzer me because I will be seeing double. There's no way I'm actually going to risk some some chunky cheddar on this fight. But I, I do like to lean Ketlin Vier. I think. But who the hell knows? Parker, where are you at on this bad boy? Speaking of chunky cheddar, I'll take a plus
3: 700 line of uh, tape by submission like it i like it yeah i don't hate that What what's the line on that plus plus 700 for to win by tko or sub is both 700 and inside the distance is like 270
2: yeah don't do inside the distance you got to pick a you got to pick your spot and you're going by the the route of the sub since it's it's in your brain from the pjj corner it's all you can yeah, think that's about exactly how it works that's what i like to hear So that'll do it for another episode of the ankle pick pod brought to you by believe network and also sponsored by Jepson's Malort. We're big fans of them. We have another Malort bet on the way. Follow us at all our socials. We do. We honestly tweet more than most. I imagine we got some good content up on there. Some good, some good yucks. All right, boys, anything else before we go off into the weekend?
1: Don't you owe us?
2: Oh shit. Pause for a second. I'll go get them. Okay. I'm back. I've returned with our sponsor, Shepson Malort. I do, I do really like them. I do want to apologize for maybe my reaction post-taste. It's, it's my normal liquor reaction. It has nothing to do with the bug spray-like aroma that comes from this bottle. So, without further ado,
0: beautiful bottle, great design. Shout out without to the furth- yeah, Two, so, so, two fisted drinkers.
2: So, without further ado, I got to stop making these bets honestly because I really struggle, struggle with these. And and this seemingly, I just seemingly wagered six, which that was an impulse. First one, two. Who 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 cost me this again? I know it was someone. Oh, Edmund. Edmund, Edmund Shabazian. I need to get the clip of this. We we're clipping clip of this. I'm tagging Edmund Shabazian on Kingpin MMA. Edmund Shabazian, I trusted you. And I know that you got it worse than I did because you actually got your ass kicked, but this is tough. And 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 just so so shout out to you. Shout out Chris Weidman. Um, and I, I think that's it for shout outs.
1: Down the hatch. All right, we uh, let's let's wrap this oh, guy. Up. Who's got? I
2: will on? do it when I'm good and ready, Kobe. Do you understand me? You haven't even. Have you ever even had a shot of this?
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: Have you? Amanda have you Lemos. Because like he was talking shit, but didn't take him.
0: Amanda Lemos. Months. Ariani Lipsky. Amanda Lemos.
2: All right, Reese, this up. I'm oh. Right. Ha.